Hello and welcome. My name is Nicole. I'm a yoga teacher, and this is your podcast all around the topics of yoga, health, mindfulness, and personal growth. Hello and welcome back to another episode with another interview and I'm so so happy and excited to share this one with you because it's such a nice conversation that I had with one of the founders of the most beautiful yoga studio I've ever been to. It's located in Lisbon, it's called Barasa Yoga and it was founded by two young women, Ruby and Alex. And I got the chance to talk to Ruby and do an interview with her and she is such a nice and inspiring woman and she shares super openly about the whole founding story of the studio. But not only that, she also shares some super nice advice on how to find out what you want to do in life, a question I think that so many of us have, and then also how to actually go for it. Then she shares some self-care tips, books, podcasts, and yeah, so much more. So you have to listen to this. Um, stay tuned and enjoy. So hi, Ruby. I'm so happy uh, to be sitting here with you. We only basically just met a couple of days ago. I attended one of your classes, which was so nice. And we had a quick chat afterwards where I found out that you founded this beautiful space where we're sitting right now, Barasa Yoga in Lisbon. And um, of course, I would love to hear all about like the founding story um, and everything. But before that, my first question, how did you come to live in Lisbon? Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much for asking me to, to talk a little bit about it. I could talk about Barasa all day and all night. Um, so how did I move to Lisbon? Or, yes. Yeah, well, I've been in Lisbon for almost 10 years. Now, I originally came here teaching English, then fell in love with yoga, became obsessed with yoga, and then gradually then did my teacher training, started teaching yoga bit by bit, once a week, twice a week, for a few years, and then quit my English teaching job to focus on teaching yoga full-time. Mm -hmm. And that was about two years ago. Okay. So, because originally you're from the UK, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Whereabouts? Uh, the, the Isle of Wight. It's an island off the south coast. Mm -hmm. um, very beautiful. Very nice if you're very young mm -hmm. or very old. <laughs> Not so much going on in the, in the intermittent okay. years. Okay. <laughs> and how, how did you start to get into yoga? Um, I originally got into yoga, I was going to the gym a lot. And then my whole body was super tight. And I remember I went to this like uh, stretching class and like looking around at people and being like, <laughs> I got so much tension. I also have like a lot of anxiety. So the gym and anxiety, like I just had so much tension in my body. So yeah, I originally went to these like stretching classes and then Pilates and then bit by bit got introduced to yoga through a friend and then just fell in love. Mm -hmm. That's super nice. And um, when was it then that you did your teacher training? So that would be five years ago. I did um, my original teacher training in Ashtanga, uh -huh. in India, in, um, in the north of India. And it was an incredible experience, uh, overwhelming <laughs> experience in a lot of ways. And then subsequently after that, I've done uh, teacher trainings with the yoga people, who are an incredible teacher training uh, duo uh, from Mexico and from England. And they do teacher trainings all over the world. So I've done ones with uh, Rocket with them, which is more like a power yoga, mm -hmm. and some others as well. 
Yeah, I've seen that on your Instagram with the rocket yoga, and I was wondering, what is it? Oh, it's so much fun. So it's like it's a it's a for me it's like a halfway house. So it's it's kind of um, inspired a lot by the Ashtanga Primary series, but then it also takes poses from the Advanced series of Ashtanga. So you get poses that you don't normally get in your kind of like standard vinyasa class. Um, and it's a sequence, so you get to learn what poses come after each other, and I think it gives the students a really nice sense of um, confidence within the sequence, because you know in a vinyasa class you follow the teacher's every move, and in an ashtanga class it's very, very strict. So it's kind of like somewhere in between, where you know the sequence, but there's no rigidity to it. If you don't want to do that pose, you don't do that pose. If you want to do this pose, you can spend longer in this pose. So it's... But it's basically a power yoga. Mm -hmm. It's very strong. There's lots of inversions, lots of arm balances, but no rules, okay. which I like. <laughs> but then it's probably not so suited for beginners, is it? No, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for beginners. But at the same time, because it's repeating poses, it's quite nice, especially the first part of it with the standing series, like in Ashtanga, mm -hmm. where you really get to understand, OK, triangle pose, you really get to understand warrior one and everything, because you repeat them. Whereas if a beginner comes to a vinyasa class, the, the poses can be so completely different from teacher to teacher to studio to studio. Mm -hmm. So it's quite nice in that way, but yeah, maybe not jumping up into handstands and everything mm -hmm. in the first mm -hmm. class. <laughs> Why not? You mentioned with anxiety, do you feel like yoga really helped you with dealing with anxiety? Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to say, isn't it? Because I don't know what I would be like now if I didn't have yoga. Yeah. And obviously I still have, like any well, majority of people, some issues with anxiety, but it, it's incomparable if I think about how I was when I first started to to now and it's and it's yoga but it's yoga in like a really broad sense as well in terms of mindfulness in terms of the philosophy in terms of meditation pranayama breathing it's all it's not just the asana obviously it's mm -hmm. the whole thing has, has taught me so much in terms of how to deal with day-to-day -day life basically mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah it's helped a lot yeah what, can you give an example for how you can implement what you've learned on your mat into your daily life? Of course, for, for me, like in, in terms of daily life, like I can't like bust out Warrior 2 when I'm feeling a bit stressed in the supermarket, but um, pranayama is something that helps me a lot, breathing techniques, or even just being aware of my breath in a situation where I'm feeling stressed to ensure that I'm not just holding it all up in my chest, that my shoulders haven't risen up by my ears, that I haven't clenched my jaw and things, and just doing these like little check-ins, which, in yoga, you become suddenly very aware of your body. And it was the first time in my life. I never did any dancing. I didn't do anything like that at school or when I was younger. So it was the first time in my life that I was actually becoming aware of where I was holding myself, where I was holding tension, where my shoulders were, where my arms were. So it's just that awareness of my body and day-to-day -day life is, is huge. Whether I'm like clenching my fists, whether I'm all this kind of thing. This is the main one. But otherwise, meditation for me is, is, is huge in terms of just being able to start my day on the right foot mm -hmm. and having an intention and awareness of my breath and everything. Sorry, there's a lot of information. <laughs> Let's turn it down. No, it's so interesting and I'd love to dig deeper. So what, uh, can you describe what does your morning look like? Uh, it depends. <laughs> so I've got a dog, so it normally revolves around him, first of all. <laughs> But after that, I um, I really try, and obviously not every day I'm successful in it, but I really try to give myself a little bit of time when I first wake up to sit up in bed and to try and meditate. 
it might just be for five minutes it could be 10 15 again depending on what my day looks like but a little bit of time before before the day kicks in before my phone is on before everything happens just to again like I say set an intention for my day to find my breath to ease into it um, and then I tend to teach early most mornings so I will come to the studio make sure the studio looks beautiful for people to come into and then also ensure that I have a little bit of time before class starts before people arrive again to sit to breathe to come back to my intention and then get started with the day and then teach and then have breakfast <laughs> but yeah that's that's how I try and get the morning to look obviously sometimes you're in a little bit more of a rush but it's so important I really feel the difference for the rest of my day if I haven't had that moment to to collect myself yeah. for sure me too I can <laughs> feel it so much right just it makes such a difference how you start your day and how you're like especially with intention setting it's such a nice thing to do as well for yeah. sure for sure yeah so let's come to this beautiful space how did it all happen that you founded the studio uh, so it's all happened so quickly. A, a year ago, almost to the day, I met Alexandra, the, the woman that I run the studio with. Um, she posted something on a, a, group, a Facebook group called Lisbon Digital Nomads, saying she was looking for a teacher to teach more dynamic classes with fun playlists, etc. And as soon as I saw it, I like, responded, I think, about two minutes after she posted it. We met the next day and then we started running these little uh, pop-up yoga classes in a small shop, our friend's shop down in Santosh. Um, so we were doing like a power yoga Tuesday type vibe. We did that for a few weeks. Then me and Alex got on so, so well. And we both had the same idea with what we wanted to do with the classes, etc., etc. And then found the space soon after that. So it's like by March. And then we renovated everything in April and opened in May. Okay. So yeah, we've been open for eight months mm -hmm. since then. But yes. Yeah, Super quickly. <laughs> so you had to go like renovate and change everything here. I mean, it it was a art gallery before uh, and a um, architect's office before. So the space has always been open. It's got these beautiful stone arches, high ceilings, mirrors, etc. So a lot was already done. I was doing another teacher training at the time. So Alex, bless her, put in the floor <laughs> with our with our handyman. Mm -hmm painted the walls, we did the light fittings and everything, but we did it in about three to four days Whoa, again. Okay. So it was super quick. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we were just really keen to get open and like the space is so big and beautiful and we've met so many incredible people in the neighborhood by this time. So we just wanted to get the ball, ball rolling. And so we had this crazy opening weekend where we had 35 people and then two classes and it was all a bit insane. And then opened on that Monday. And then we've just been open ever since. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, yeah. So, good. did you, right from the start, have people to come? Yeah. I don't, I, it's such a, it's a beautiful turn of events. Everything just kind of happened really naturally. There is an incredible um, community in Santos. And we just happened to meet a couple of people from like local cafes and restaurants and shops. And they put the word out. and. At that time, there was no other yoga studios in the area. Um, and Santos was a little bit cut off in terms of like transport links. Mm -hmm. So everyone was super excited to have something here in their area. And yeah, from the first day, we've been with a lot of people coming through the doors. So mm -hmm. yeah, we've been really, really lucky in that. But it's it's the community here. It's mm -hmm. incredible. Okay. For sure. So you would say that definitely contributed to it, like starting off 
successfully to community? Oh, 100%. And at the moment, like on, when people come in, it's so we ask for your name, your email address, and the other question that we've got is, like, well, how did you find us? Mm -hmm. Just out of interest for us. And nine times out of ten, it's word of mouth. Okay. Yeah. Like, it, you know, Google, Instagram, whatever, but it's, it's people telling other people in the area. And then it's so beautiful as well because everyone that comes in, they're coming with friends and they're meeting other friends and you know the space out the front you've seen it I'm sure in the classes that you've been to everyone's super chatty and welcoming with each other and it's just a it's a really natural kind of progression of more and more people coming through the dorms yeah. so we're so grateful mm -hmm. for everyone in the area so yeah. so grateful it sounds super smooth how it all happened was there any kind of obstacle that you had to overcome or anything um I mean, yeah, I mean, there's been, you know, obviously little bumps in the in the road and everything, but again, not to just sound too, like, blissfully happy, but, like, me and Alex get on incredibly well. We balance each other out really well. We've found amazing teachers who really want to be part of something here in Lisbon. It's all, yeah, been very, very smooth, mm -hmm. in fact. How did you find the teachers? Uh, a mix of different ways. Um, so Marina was a girl that I met on a teacher training. She'd also trained with the yoga people, mm -hmm. and so also teaches rocket. Um, Juliana, I'd worked with in another yoga studio. Incredible teacher. Yeah, just bits and pieces. Other times it's teach, uh, teachers coming in like you've done and coming to classes, mm -hmm. and then bit by bit getting to know everyone here, and then end up teaching. Mm -hmm. So it's really nice. We try and get people who are already part of the community or already coming to classes or know people and so it kind of comes very naturally from that. We get a lot of emails obviously and it's always incredible to, to meet new people but it's really nice if it's already someone who knows what we're kind of doing, the intention yeah. that we've got with the space, they know other people in the studio and so it just makes it a little bit more kind of natural and easy. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, what do you think, how important is it having a partner? Do you think to everyone who would like to start something on their own. Would you recommend doing it with someone else? Yes, <laughs> 100%. I don't know. I have the utmost respect for people who do this kind of thing by themselves because it is it's a lot. You're here from morning till night. You're dealing with a lot of people. You're holding a space for people to come in, to feel vulnerable, to share with you, and then teach and clean and everything. So it's, it's incredible to have someone to, to bounce off with and... I think I'm so lucky with Alex that like my weaknesses are like her strengths and vice mm -hmm. versa. So mm -hmm. we have this we have this balance in the morning sometimes I'm a little bit more quiet and Alex is really loud, welcoming <laughs> everyone in and then in the evening when she's running out of energy I'm then have my burst of energy. So mm -hmm. it's it's incredible. I, I couldn't do it without mm -hmm. I couldn't do it without her and I hope mm -hmm. she can do it without me. It's uh, <laughs> I yeah. I don't know how people can't you know, do it by themselves. It's a lot. It's mm -hmm. a really a lot. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Next to that, what would you say was your biggest learning in this whole journey? Um, every day <laughs> I'm learning, <laughs> every single day. Um, the biggest lesson I've learned is um, it's definitely to to create some sort of uh, boundaries within things. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to give this space, obviously, 100% of myself. But if I do give myself 100% to the space, then I'm, I'm not a good teacher. 
I'm not a good friend, I'm not a good business partner and stuff. I need, you need to make time for yourself. I need to have time away from the studio. I need to have time where I go to other people's classes. I need to have time that I can invest in teach trainings. I need to see friends who are not remotely interested in yoga. <laughs> I need to go back to England and see family. Like um, at the very beginning, I was here all day, every day. And then I think with time, we understood, me and Alex, that it's really important for us to step away from the studio so you can give the best of yourself to it. Mm-hmm. So that was a that was a big learning curve, not to just be here all day, every day, and just mm-hmm. you know going through the motions and things. To, to actually be really excited here. So I took some time off just after Christmas and um, had an amazing time away. And then it was just so much fun to come back to. I felt the luckiest person in the world to be excited to come back to work on like a grey January Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one maybe the class that I met you or something. I'm super happy to be back at the studio. So it's, it's really beautiful to be able to step back so you can really give yourself in the best way when you are actually here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was probably the biggest lesson I learned. Yeah. But is it that in the beginning you think you need to be there all the time? Yeah, obviously, you really do to get to know people, to to set the the tone of the place, your intention with it, etc. But I, I still think you, you should maintain at the very beginning, from the very beginning, that you do make time to step away from it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just an afternoon with a friend talking about something that isn't yeah. yoga or yeah. <laughs> studio-related or something, because mm-hmm. it's so easy just to get caught up mm-hmm. in it, and then the only people you see are from the studio, and then the only thing you talk about is the studio, and the only, time, the only place you spend any time is the studio. And I think, yeah, from the very beginning, you should always be taking a little bit of time away from whatever project you're kind of working on, because mm-hmm. then you come back to it with, like, fresh eyes, no, and fresh energy, and having spoken to completely different people, completely fresh ideas, and... Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's important from the very beginning to take yeah. a little bit of time. Obviously not like a two-week holiday in Greece or something, but <laughs> a coffee away is <laughs> okay. important. Okay. Okay. And was teaching yoga and uh, like in the end building your own studio, was that for you the only thing you could imagine doing like job-wise? By, by the time... And I don't know, there was, there was a lot of different things kind of circulating. When I first went uh, like self-employed and was just teaching yoga full-time, I was thinking a lot about retreats and various different things. But when the idea came out and me and Alex started the conversation about talking about the yoga studio, I just realized it was the most exciting prospect ever. And then from there on in, I can't imagine doing anything else mm-hmm. and I am totally in love with the job. Mm-hmm. But up until that point, yeah, because I, I didn't see it as a foreseeable prospect for me until I met Alex until the ideas came together because like I said I just I can't imagine doing it alone so mm-hmm. it wasn't a reality until it then happened and now oops. <laughs> and now yeah, yeah. now I can't uh-huh. see anything else yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice um, because I feel like not only me but so many of my friends we are totally about oh my god what are we gonna do after our studies oh, yeah. so I'm still enrolled in my master's degree I've also done a podcast episode about that where I talk about how you can try to find some more clearance in your life mm-hmm. and what has helped me so far but I think it's still it's such a struggle and I really wonder why is it for so many people the same to really be clear on what is it that you want to do so <laughs> I think I, for me the best advice in that situation is just to put yourself in different situations, to open yourself up to meet different people, to have different conversations and to 
you know, just make yourself available for what life is going to offer you. Mm -hmm. um, I had no idea what was coming for me. If I think just back a couple of years ago, I was teaching yoga just a couple of times, a couple of mornings in the week, blah, blah, blah really enjoying it, but not seeing how it was going to go. And then it was only at a certain point a couple of years ago deciding, okay, now I'm going to quit my job because if I don't give myself to it full time, then I'm not going to be able to meet the people that I need to meet to decide yeah. where things are kind of going to go. Yeah. So it's just making yourself available to yeah. what life has got to, to show yeah. you. But was that a big step for you to quit your job? It seemed impossible because I was thinking about it for like the year or two years before and I was like, oh no, I can't because of money and I don't have the insecurity and this and that and the other. And I remember I had a conversation with my brother and he was just like, but you love teaching yoga. I was like, yeah, and he's like, so why are you teaching English? And I was like, oh, same thing. He's like, no, but you have to do it. Like, if that's the thing that you love, then you just have to do it and see. And it sounds so cliche, but it, it did. It just all then started to work because I just put myself in that frame of mind. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to give it a go and see where it takes me. And I had so many really cool experiences when I first um, started doing it full time as well, working in retreats and events and festivals and this. And then you just end up meeting more people and putting yourself into different social circles and everything. And, I, I really believe it's the intention, it's the openness it, with you going into work in different fields. You've just got to be open to whatever comes your way. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And do you have any plans to like expand? <laughs> this is like, the f even on our first day, people were coming in like, well, you can open the next one, but I just hope we get to Friday. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got lots of exciting things mm -hmm. lined up for, for 2020. Um, Expanding is definitely an idea, but for the moment we just want to make this space as solid as we can and the classes and our teachers and our teacher trainings and mm -hmm. everything else that we've got lined up in this space, really, really strong. And then we'll see. Mm -hmm. And staying open. Yeah, please come to Copenhagen. <laughs> oh my God, I'd love to. I love Copenhagen. Yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite city. It's so nice, really, yeah. We it's such a beautiful I, everything just makes I love Lisbon but everything just makes sense in Copenhagen <laughs> everything's clean and organized yeah. and everyone's so trusting and friendly and mm -hmm. food that's the true. weather's a bit yeah <laughs> that's the only thing minus point I would say is definitely the weather mm -hmm. that's nicer here <laughs> no I love it yeah yeah but you should come then and the cycling everywhere as well yeah. it's just so you can see in Lisbon it's impossible with 500 yeah. hills and all the trams <laughs> and stuff you just I bought a bike when I came back and I was like I'm gonna do it and for like a week isn't it <laughs> sold my bike <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I also love that in Copenhagen. And the bicycle ways are huge. Yes. It's crazy. And again, it's like community. Everyone on their bikes together. Yeah. And it's like the cars are the minority mm -hmm. there, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, yeah so I love that's that. True. And so good for the environment. I also saw that on your Instagram, by the way. Everyone needs to follow you on your Instagram. They're oh, so inspirational. Post as well on, so I'm going to put your name in the show notes. But it was Ruby Yoga Barasa. Ruby, Ruby Barasa Yoga. yoga. Yeah. yeah. I'm write it. I'm gonna write it down. <laughs> and um, you're very much also like into the environment. Of course, of yeah. course. What is it? Would you say that you try to do in your daily life to take care of that? Just being very mindful with the decisions that I make and deciding what I am gonna spend my money on, my time on, everything. So I don't think you if you're a vegan, that's incredible. But I don't think you necessarily need to be. Vegan or labeling yourself or, <laughs> or labeling yourself as this, that or the other. As long as you make 
mindful decisions, you yeah. know? Because, yeah, you can be drinking a green smoothie juice, but yeah. if the avocados are flown in from Guatemala, then maybe it's not that much better than... Yeah. So I just try to be very mindful of the decisions that I make through the day. And I am passionate about nature, animals, wildlife, everything. So anything that I can do to help, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm always doing it, recycling, walking, all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Not buying things we don't need. This is my 2020 goals. I'm not buying anything else. <laughs> no more things. Oh, that is so good. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I moved house recently and I gave away and recycled and donated probably about three quarters of my things. And then I've moved into a tiny little house and now I need nothing mm -hmm. else. I'm very content. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Moving space is the best way to do that. Right? Yeah. And you're just like, how have I acquired all this mm -hmm. stuff? I've only been here for this amount of time. Yeah. So yes, from here on in. Yeah. Oh, also, selling things. I'm the worst in that it would be so easy to... There are so many good apps now, right? Where you can just take a picture of, I don't know, a mm. code that you have and then send it to someone who like wants it. Yeah, precisely. And by the way, like, also make money by doing that. Mm. I don't know why. I'm so lazy. <laughs> No, so. it's just getting to the swing of it, isn't it? Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, surely, yeah, fashion is the worst, one of the worst things for the environment as well. Mm -hmm. I've been learning so much about that recently as well. It's, it's wild. So, mm -hmm. yeah, no more buying things at 2020. Mm -hmm. Nice, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and coming back um, to like what we started to talking about, self-care. I love talking about self-care because I mm. feel like it's such an important thing to do and that just... I think now starts to become a bit more aware for people yeah. how important it actually is. Mm -hmm. But what are your top things you do for self-care? Um, yoga. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yoga and everything that entails, so meditation, etc. Um, sleep is my number one thing that I, I don't feel any of us get enough of. So good rest, yoga. Food is your life source. Mm -hmm. It's everything. So food for me is the number one self-care. Are you vegan? I'm not vegan. No, I mean, I was for a few years. Mm -hmm. um, I'm vegetarian. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's just in terms of... And I love shopping for food and things. I love going to all different. And Lisbon is the best place for that in the whole world because mm -hmm. you really get to know your green grocers. So when I go there, they're like, oh, you have to try these tangerines and these potatoes we got today. They're incredible. So it's just a really... A beautiful thing and for me that's it's real self-care because i'm putting a lot of thought into the things i'm buying it feels good to buy it from that particular person from this place and then to make my food um so i'm big into cooking food and it's also just really working on my internal dialogue mm -hmm. <laughs> this for me is my number one thing that i have to work with day in day out in terms of self-care is just trying to improve the way in which I speak to myself yeah. and how do you do that I mean <laughs> lots of different ways but um again the intention at the beginning of the day so if I mm -hmm. find myself going off into into tangents or you know this kind of spiraling I call it spiraling where one thing sets off and then mm -hmm. I'm down <laughs> um it's definitely my intention for the day takes me back brings my conversation back to where I, I wanted it to go that day um, so for the moment it's just being kinder just a little bit kinder and then if I'm kinder to myself then I'm a lot kinder to the people around me mm -hmm. if I'm more patient with myself I'm a lot more patient with the people around me so this internal voice and just checking on myself yeah. <laughs> that I haven't made it negative or it hasn't gone down some sort of like rabbit hole 
and also then limiting so we talked a little bit about Instagram but it's also limiting the the use that I have on on social media on my phone on everything that's like a huge self-care thing for me mm-hmm. it's not allowing myself to to spend too long on anything like that yeah. and to come back to reading podcasts friends meditation mm-hmm. yeah these are my my things so nothing wild but it, it helps me all day do you have because you mentioned reading do you have a favorite book <laughs> um yeah lots and lots of favorite books give us them all <laughs> um <laughs> so my in terms of self-care and mm-hmm. and reading within the same same bracket i am and podcasts mm-hmm. i love with all my heart russell brand mm-hmm. i think he is just he's just incredible mm-hmm. and so i just finished reading uh, mentors mm-hmm. by him which is all about um mentors funny enough so these people in your in your life who can help you and guide you and we don't we've kind of backed away a little bit from that we're like so independent and autonomous and everything where it's actually like again searching for your teachers searching for people who can who can give you some guidance um this is a really beautiful book and his recovery as well is incredible so i really honestly i really really recommend his books his podcast his youtube channel i just think he's he's amazing I never read any of his books. I know the podcast. Oh, I've just finished book. Mentors. I'll give it to you. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I love it. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'm passionate about it. I'm giving it to my friends all the time. But no, no, I've already read it. So. <laughs> yeah. no, but I really recommend him. Yeah, He's that incredible. Is super nice. Okay, and do you also have like a favorite a favorite intention um, or, or a quote or anything that you feel like really helps you, especially especially when you feel yourself being in a place where you mentally just distracting yourself or being somehow down or yeah I mean it, again it's, it's very personal to me so it might not like translate to others but this um my like, mini mantra that I come back to is so be it mm-hmm. so it enables me to, to create some distance from something so rather than thinking I need to fix something or I can change something so be it enables me to relax okay this is the state of it and this is how I need to come to some sort of acceptance of the situation and that doesn't mean that, that I then don't do anything to like, change a negative situation for example but if I can acknowledge okay this is how it is and then I can work from there without like this fight this internal fight all the time of oh this is wrong I need to change that or you know my downward facing dog isn't quite and I know it's this and that and the other and just rather than this whole kind of spiraling again this so be it enables me to take a breath acknowledge the situation for what it is create a little bit of distance and then maybe address it or maybe just leave it let it go so so be it really helps me mm-hmm. nice I think that was a beautiful ending <laughs> bless you sorry I talked so like manically oh. fast <laughs> it's just nice uh, to talk about all this yeah, kind of stuff I so thank you yeah thank you so much yeah it, it was really super nice and to everyone if you ever come to this one you have to come to Barasa Yoga and to one of Ruby's classes or like uh, all of your teachers yeah, are amazing. amazing and yeah check it out especially also the Instagram even though we all want to reduce our, <laughs> our online time for the balance yeah yeah and thank you so much Ruby thank you I hope you enjoyed listening to this interview I definitely did even afterwards when editing it I just, yeah, loved it and I think it's it's always so inspiring to listen to someone who founded something, who built something and just, yeah, becoming aware that everything is possible, that you just 
need to expose yourself to the possibility, to the opportunities, make a decision and commit yourself. <laughs> and yeah, as always, if you have any questions or any feedback, come visit my website yogabynicole.com or come to my Instagram or Ruby's Instagram. And of course, subscribe to my podcast, write a review on Apple Podcasts. I would be so, so happy about that. And I will be talking to you soon. Take care and namaste.